Hey, it's your host, April. This show, The High Guide, talks about altered states of consciousness brought on by cannabis and psychedelics and is intended for audiences 21 and over. If you've been listening to the show for a while and you like what you hear, please leave us a rating, a review, or a heart wherever you listen to podcasts. And lastly, I'm not a medical professional. If you are experiencing any mental or physical health concerns, please seek a licensed medical professional. I am Kate Miller, co-founder and CEO of Miss Grass. I'm on a cannabis safari with edibles currently. My name is Raven Deckett. I am a founder of Community Gardens. We have a delivery and distribution license. Um, edibles are something that I try now. I used to be very scared of them. I'm Vanessa Lavarado, the founder of Marigold Sweets and co-host on Viceland's Bong Appetit. I like edibles. I'm Verena Von Fetten, and I'm the co-founder of Gossamer. I usually prefer like a low-dose edible. My name is Lisa Snyder. I am the founder of Tokativity. I'm always looking for balance. Sophie St. Thomas writes for Playboy, GQ, Glamour, Allure, Vice, Harper's Bazaar. I find that of all the consumption methods, that edibles affect my body the most. Hi, I'm Lizzie Post, and I co-run the Emily Post Institute. I never thought of myself as a, a shy cannabis consumer. I was always really proud to smoke pot. And last week, we heard from women who, like Lizzie, prefer to smoke. What's the difference in smoking and eating weed? The main difference between smoking and eating is that your liver is metabolizing the cannabinoids. It's a different way into your, your body. And that just has a, a drastically different effect. It lasts longer. I've found that if I eat more milligrams, I'm going to be high for longer. It can last a long time, especially if you eat a lot. Definitely longer than when you smoke. But edibles are really, really tough because any given day your metabolism could be faster or slower and you're you're up against, you know, wh when is this high going to hit and how long is it going to last? I always like to say for people who take uh, pharmaceutical prescriptions, it's kind of like rapid release versus time release and edibles is more of like a time release. When you smoke, you can feel what, how high you're going to get pretty quickly so you can stop. But with edibles, it can take up to an hour or two to feel the effects. So I also have anecdotally heard that people will take an edible for the first time, not feel it, and then try it again, and then they'll really feel it the next time. Not feeling it the first time is a super common refrain I hear about smoking weed for the first time. So same can be true of edibles, I guess. If you've never taken an edible before, your body kind of needs to um, be awakened, you know? Your endocannabinoid system needs to, like, understand what it's receiving. But what if your endocannabinoid system is wide awake and you're still not feeling the effects of an edible you ate nearly two hours ago? Or maybe it just never kicked in. What else could be going on? Are you taking it on an empty stomach? Um, it can affect how quickly you feel the effects of the edible. Taking an edible on an empty stomach can affect your high, but not in the way you may think. A 2012 study found that THC and CBD were absorbed quicker on empty stomachs compared 
to those who filled their bellies with food in addition to the edible. The time it takes to metabolize a meal will slow down the absorption of THC and CBD. But when taken with food, the total amount of THC absorbed was higher. So with food, you get higher later, but higher overall than having an edible on an empty stomach. And once you're high, you're likely to be higher longer. This is definitely true. The richer the meal with which you choose to pair your edible. THC binds with fat. So what you're eating, it actually helps your body absorb the THC uh, in your edible. So having one right before you eat, you digest and it starts to absorb and you start feeling it as you eat. And I've found over the years just the difference between my peanut butter bonbon versus my Florida cell caramel. The peanut butter usually hits harder. I don't know why. I'm assuming it's because the peanut oil has a higher smoking temp. It might bind with the cannabinoids better. It seems to make sense that something that is like a richer fat or like avocado oil or something like that might bind to the cannabinoids more. Vanessa reminds us to take cues from our normal digestive behavior and apply it to ingesting edibles. So what's your metabolism like? Everybody is so different. Some people can drink eight cups of coffee and they don't feel it at all. Another person will take a sip of coffee and they're bouncing off the walls all day. We experience things differently. And with edibles, it's the same thing. On another note, what do you get when you mix coffee and cannabis? Or speed and weed? Then you're kind of doing the hippie speedball, which is caffeine and THC. That might be a little too intense for people, especially if you don't drink coffee normally. Sarah Adams, who explained how THC binds with fat, is the co-founder of Mindset Cannabis, which is out of San Diego. The brand's signature products are Belgian-quality colitas, a ball of flavored chocolate which dissolve in coffee to create effects in making hippie speedballs a weekend morning dream or nightmare if you don't get it quite right. You need to be aware of how potent your product is. That's really hard to do when we're talking about homemade infused goods. I did some experiments and I put a gram into a stick of butter and I made a dozen cookies. In 12 cookies, one gram of weed made each cookie about 10 to 14 milligrams. That's a lot for one gram. A gram of flour is the equivalent of what I call a baseball bat pre-roll. They're so big, but the flour that's inside, that's one gram of flour. Everybody has a bad story, you know, like, oh, this one time I had this cookie. Everyone has a bad edible experience. So many people have told me about being a cookie casualty. Because a lot of people don't know how to do edibles. It's why when it comes to edibles that like the number one rule is to know what you're offering someone and label it clearly. If you are going to be bringing edibles to any kind of gathering, you are labeling and making it incredibly, incredibly easy for anyone to tell that what you are serving has pot in it. I mean, yeah, I, if you're at a party, ugh, I don't know, I wouldn't take an edible at a party, <laughs> but I guess it can be fun if you're like microdosing. And seemingly everyone is microdosing gummies. I love the Camino gummies. They're one of my faves right now. Rose Delights. I'm 
in love with them. Really, really great edibles. I'm not eating a mouthful of grass, you know? Wild one-to-one -one gummies have been my go-to. They're really easy to like put in my purse and like microdose anywhere and it's very nobody knows what you're doing <laughs> and that's really nice to be able to have that freedom. I ate one about an hour ago. It was like a two and a half milligram Kiva or something so we're, we're good. Verena seems nonplussed after consuming a Kiva Camino two and a half milligram gummy. But I have friends who max out at two and a half milligrams. So what's the right dose, Vanessa? I always say for people to start at two milligrams around that area until they figure out what the right dose is for them. My sweet spot is like five milligrams of THC and five milligrams of CBD because that for my body feels amazing. And I feel like someone took a little thread and pulled it through my body up the top of my head and I'm sitting up straighter because of that and that is super consistent for me. It's been weird, honestly, and I've been dying to like be like, what strain is my strain? I have no idea, but the ratio is really important to me and how I want to feel. And what if you're not feeling the way you want to feel? If you feel too high, eat something that does not have any weed in it. That will help kind of dilute things in your stomach. Um, some edibles that have some CBD in them, which help bring down your high. I know another thing that can bring down your high, a case of the munchies, or rather the scene of the crime once you finish concocting something that involves food of varying textures, but definitely rich all the way through and require the use of microwave a lot. <laughs> The other one with, with uh, edibles is that, you know, the munchies kick in and you really don't want to then start munching on more edibles because I don't know about you, but there are moments with my munchies where I go like robotic and the next thing I know, you know, that bag of chips is devoured. But it's if, if they happen to be infused, I'd be in real trouble. Pro tip, buy products, buy weed products, edibles that are less than two and a half milligrams of THC per treat. Popping five extra mints that are two and a half milligrams of THC will require, quote, going with it. And at times you will have to, quote, white knuckle it. <laughs> but at least it's not five additional mints that are each 10 milligrams of THC. Like at that point, it's highly likely that you're going to piss yourself. So take Vanessa's advice. Call yourself a lift and go home. <laughs> it's right. okay. A bad edible trip is never fun. Like, oh my God, I can't take an edible because I'm going to be like laying on the floor somewhere, like really paranoid. Sometimes edibles, if you eat enough, can make you hallucinate. Sometimes it can make me a little bit paranoid. So I don't like those experiences as much. You just kind of have to accept it for what it is and be like, okay, what lesson do I need to learn from this experience? I can just focus on what is my left pinky toe doing? But what if you want to move on from focusing on your left pinky? And the best thing to do is have your favorite snacks and a funny movie. Get cozy. You're going to be okay. <laughs> and surround yourself with chill people. No one who gives you anxiety. Do not call your mom. Sophie St. Thomas is most definitely not calling her mom. My personal, like, Sophie St. Thomas favorite that is, is edibles for sex. I just love them so much. 
The company 1906 makes these pills called High on Love, and they have an aphrodisiac blend that has 2.5 milligrams of THC in each one. I find that of all the consumption methods, that edibles affect my body the most. Like I can use an edible and have an orgasm without even touching myself. They're so powerful the way they affect my body. And you can have one, you know, earlier in the night, you know, edibles take anywhere from 45 minutes to two hours to kick in. And then you feel nice for the rest of the night. My orgasms are stronger and I feel more connected to my partner. I always joke that I feel like kind of like psychically ready. Like I know what they want. Like I'm like, oh, like this dick needs to be sucked. I can just tell by like looking at this person. Or maybe you have a very different demand of your plant medicine in the bedroom. Because I'm a woman in my 40s and a lot of us don't sleep very well. So what I like to do is I like to have one of our caramel colitas, which is uh, indica, and I take it half an hour before bed. And that actually would give me a good six hours, sometimes seven, eight solid sleep. And I wake up refreshed. I don't have, I don't wake up and then like at three o'clock and then not be able to go back to sleep. You know, it's more of a body high. It lasts longer, definitely lasts longer, which is great for people who need it for pain management or for, you know, sleeping. I think for me, the biggest thing was as far as getting over the fear of taking edibles was when I figured out, oh, it doesn't last forever. You know, you're going to be okay. Yes, you're going to be okay, even if things go a little sideways every once in a while. I mean, what are edibles for after all? Thanks to our high guides in this and every episode of the high guide, which is kicking off on this feed of how to do the pot for our inaugural five episodes. And you can follow the high guide podcast now wherever you listen to podcasts like this one. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm crafting three more similar to this. And I'd love to hear from you as it takes shape. Many who listen have followed my journey in cannabis, and I am so excited to share in this next chapter. So please follow along on Instagram at April Pride. How to Do the Pot, you can find on Instagram at Do the Pot. And for lots more information and past episodes, visit dothepot.com. Thanks to How to Do the Pot's co-creator and new full-time host, Ellen Scanlon, Maddie Farah, brand manager, and our producer, Nick Petrie.